This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Willman. An Israeli special forces operation freed two Israeli hostages in the Gaza city of Rafah today. The two men were kidnapped from a kibbutz during the attack by Hamas militants on October 7th that led to the current war. The men have been identified as 70-year-old Louis Hare and 60-year-old Fernando Simon Marmon. As the rescue was underway, Israel also launched a series of strikes against targets in Rafah. Early Monday morning, local time, the city on the southern edge of Gaza holds about 1.4 million Palestinians, many of whom fled there to avoid fighting in the north. Israel says it was targeting terrorist sites. President Joe Biden warned today that Israel must first have a credible plan to protect civilians. People sheltering in Rafah, meanwhile, are asking where they should go before an expected Israeli ground campaign hits that city. NPR's Hadil al shalt has more. About 1.4 million Palestinians are sheltering in Rafah, crammed into tents, schools, and hospitals. Many of them have been displaced more than once. And now they may face another move after Prime Minister Netanyahu's call for a plan to evacuate before a possible ground invasion in the area. But many are at a loss. Where are they meant to go? Yusuf al-Sirsawi was displaced twice before arriving in Rafah. He says his family may have to go back north to the destroyed city of Khan Yunus. Their threats are to be taken seriously, he says. It isn't far-fetched that the occupation forces enter Rafah and finish their military operation. Hadil al-Shalchi, NPR News, Tel Aviv. A $95.3 billion military aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other countries is continuing to move through the Senate despite opposition from former President Donald Trump. The bill passed a procedural vote today. A new White House memorandum, meanwhile, attaches human rights requirements to U.S. military aid. NPR's Sarah McCammon has more. President Biden's directive allows the United States to pause or suspend military aid to countries that violate international protections for civilians. Biden has offered strong support for Israel since Hamas killed more than 1,200 people in Israel on October 7th and took hundreds of hostages into Gaza, many of whom remain there. Israel's response to the attack has killed over 27,000 people in Gaza, according to Palestinian health officials. Biden is under pressure from some progressive Democrats to roll back his support for Israel. Some human rights groups have raised concerns about how well the new directive would be enforced. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. Gunshots were fired inside Pastor Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston this afternoon. Police say a woman walked into the church with a long gun and opened fire. Cherise Annette Jackson was there. All the way I heard was gunshots coming in. They were shooting and shooting and shooting, and they, they pushed everybody through. The woman was shot and killed by off-duty police officers. A five-year-old boy with her was critically hurt. You're listening to NPR News. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Mahomes threw a three-yard touchdown pass to McCole Hartman with just three seconds left in overtime to beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22. It was just the second overtime game in Super Bowl history. It's the Chiefs' third Super Bowl title in the last five years. 
Federal managers have proposed a new water release plan to help threaten native fish in the Grand Canyon. But as Alex Hager from member station KUNC reports, conservation groups say the plan needs to go further. It all has to do with dropping water levels in Lake Powell, the nation's second largest reservoir. They're so low that non-native smallmouth bass are passing through the dam and eating native humpback chub on the other side. Taylor McKinnon with the Center for Biological Diversity says physical changes need to be made to the dam. The Bureau of Reclamation has lots of very smart engineers on staff, and the fact that they have not figured out how to do this today shows that they have not made it a priority. McKinnon says that's a reflection of the federal government's inability to keep up with the impacts of climate change, which is the major driver of dropping water levels in Lake Powell. For NPR News, I'm Alex Hager in Fort Collins, Colorado. Iowa's Caitlin Clark is now likely just one game away from setting the NCAA women's basketball career scoring record. She had 31 points tonight as the Hawkeyes lost to Nebraska 82-79. to Clark is eight points away from setting the record that was established in 2017 by Kelsey Plum of Washington. The Hawkeyes play Michigan on Thursday in Iowa City. I'm Dale Wilman, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant.